a quick note before the show. Tradeoffs need your help. We're putting out a survey today because we want to know more about you and the stories you think we should be doing. This survey has been in the works for a while, and now with coronavirus, hearing from you is even more important as we move through this critical time for our healthcare system and our country. Taking five to 10 minutes to do our survey will help us serve you best in these important months ahead and help ensure Tradeoffs sticks around for a second season. You can find the survey at tradeoffs.org backslash survey. Okay, on with the show. You know, my wife and I, we have our date nights once a week. Um, when you start to reduce and, and you start to cut corners and you're not having your date nights, you realize you're just not as connected. Um, it's going to be the same thing with our patients. It's Thursday, March 19th. I'm Dan Gorenstein. This week on Tradeoffs, we've been having conversations with people making difficult choices under the new normal of COVID-19. Today, from the Annenberg Studio at the University of Pennsylvania, we hear from Chris Chen, CEO of ChenMed. We take care of the old, the poor, and the sick. We provide them with a concierge, high-touch care model in which we see patients typically about once a month. And our goal is to substantially reduce their hospitalization rates, thereby reducing the total cost of care. ChenMed is a primary care provider for more than 50,000 Medicare Advantage patients across eight states. Rather than being paid for every service, they get a lump sum for each patient and decide how best to spend it to keep that patient healthy. Our population tends to is... On average, age is about 72 to 74 years old, and, and about 74% of our patients have five or more major chronic conditions. Our population represents possibly the highest risk population for the COVID-19, and that really encourages us to take this extraordinarily seriously. When you talk about being a high-touch model, that's just to find that term, high-touch. What does that actually look like day-to-day pre-COVID-19? So the typical primary care doctor will take care of anywhere from 2,300 to 3,000 patients for one primary care doctor. In our patient model, um, our doctors typically take care of about 400 patients. We also will offer patients door-to-doctor private transportation. Um, We will offer them on-site pharmacy services, on-site specialty services, um, even holistic care such as acupuncture. And, And so now, Chris, here you are. For 30 plus years, you've been telling patients, when you have a problem, don't go to the hospital, don't go to the emergency room, come to the doctor's office. And now that COVID-19 is here, you're saying, actually, don't come to the doctor's office. This is a huge shift. It's a little bit less than what you think. What we tell patients is, when you get in trouble, call us first, and we will figure out what to do. That hasn't changed. The difference is, on our end, whereas 80% of the time we would have said, hey, come in, we're going to say the exactly the opposite. Wait, we will come to you. Our care teams will come to you. Maybe we have to bring, up, bring by a sterilized iPad so we can do a video conversation so we can see what you look like. We need our patients to be healthy, happy, and at home. So we are no longer a clinic-based model during COVID-19. What choice or decision are you trying to make as a team to ensure as many patients as possible are getting care at their homes, which is ultimately a much safer place to be right now? So our teams, they they may need to do shopping for our patients in order to help them stay home. They may need to get on the phone just to have 
um, we call happiness calls. You know, our, our patients, they are already very lonely. And they used to use our centers as one of their best outlets to get over loneliness. They can play bingo, do tai chi, do, do salsa classes. Um, their doctors, you know, hug them and, and, and the staff, you know, love on them. And they're not going to have that now. And so we're going to have to figure out how to do that um, virtually. Chris told me he expects this pivot to virtual will play out differently for different patients. He expects the company will end up developing two approaches, one for the less vulnerable, people like one of his patients, a woman he's calling Mrs. Rogers. She lives in, in, um, in South Florida. She's 69 years old. She's got hypertension, diabetes, um, and she's got atrial fibrillation. Okay? But in general, she's a pretty stable patient. Um, she's very active. So here's the big trade-off for her. As we pivot the virtual... She's not going to have her Tai Chi classes. Um, she's going to get socially distanced. We're going to start having calls with her. Um, but I'm not going to be able to see her, see what she looks like. And I don't know for how long. It could be for uh, two months. It could be for longer. We're not going to feel as connected with, with Mrs. Rogers. We know that. Um, so we're going to have to look for resourceful ways to try and stay as connected. Meanwhile, another of Chris's patients, a man he calls Mr. Smith, has more advanced heart failure, severe diabetes, and poor kidney function. He's a lot more vulnerable than Mrs. Rogers. We have to go to his house. Um, we would normally see Mr. Smith, we see him once a week. Um, we're probably going to have to go to his house every other week. And um, going forward, we're going to have to get him on the phone once, maybe twice a week. But for Mr. Smith... We've got to be there. Are you concerned that some of your patients do not have the resources, the disposable income to be able to take care of themselves in this new way? Do you think that in some way you guys are going to end up having to spend some money on these people in a way that you haven't in the past? So we were were concerned about their financial barriers to care or barriers to health prior to um, the COVID-19. So yes, we are very concerned. We're going to have to spend more money. What are you going to have to spend money so, on? We, we may have to spend money on groceries. Um, I'm hearing about large toilet paper shortages. Our seniors can't not have toilet paper. So we're going to have to solve for simple things like that. We can't have them hunting around town looking for toilet paper. What's a difficult choice you anticipate you and your staff are likely going to have to make over the coming weeks as our hospitals see more and more COVID-19 patients. COVID-19 is highly contagious. And so it'll, it'll be in the air um, in these hospitals. And so if we are not able to keep Mr. Smith healthy, happy, and at home, we have a choice to make. Do we do what we can to create some sort of hospital environment at home that keeps him minimally exposed to COVID-19? Or do we send them to a hospital that is going to be extremely infectious with uh, COVID-19 and run the risk of him getting COVID-19? So these are all substantially difficult decisions that have ethical implications. We understand that there is a limited number of of beds in this country. We understand that the... um, that the disease is highly contagious, um, and it really depends on our ability to contain that disease. Um, We are going to watch this very closely. 
we hope that we don't have to make um, those type of trade-off discussions, but we know that we're going to have to. Chris Chen, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. We'll be bringing you more stories in the coming weeks from people dealing with hard decisions. If you have a story, a tough choice you're grappling with in the midst of the outbreak, you can email us at info at tradeoffs.org or find us on Twitter. We're at TradeoffsPod. I'm Dan Gorenstein, and this is Tradeoffs. The Tradeoffs team is producers Ryan Levy and Vicki Stern, sound designer Andrew Perella, and editor Leslie Walker. The Tradeoffs theme song was composed by Ty Sitterman with additional music this week from Miscellaneous. Tradeoffs is supported in part by the California Healthcare Foundation, Arnold Ventures, and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Additional support from the Leonard Davis Institute of Health Economics and the Center for Public Health Initiatives at the University of Pennsylvania. The views expressed in this episode are those of the individuals and not those of Tradeoff staff, advisors, or funders. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.